Hello and welcome to the Albion Obsessed. Today we're bringing you some transfer news. We've got an in and an out and we're also going to be chatting about pre-season fixtures. But before we get on to that, let's see who we've got on our little show today. Joe! Joe, 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 how are you doing in this heat, mate? Melting. Quite literally melting. You said welcome to the Albion Obsessed. There's only one. Not the podcast, the Albion Obsessed. We'll take it. We are the Albion Obsessed. Like the with Dean, the Brighton, the Albion obsessed. Curtis, it's hot. You've got long hair like me. How's it going, mate? How are you feeling? Uh, yes. To, to everything you said, yes, I'm struggling currently. Uh, but otherwise, I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. How about you, Dan? How are you doing? I'm right, thanks, Curtis. Yeah, we're all good. We're trying to stay alive through this very hot weather. I about to say, Dan, you don't have long hair like me and Curtis, but like me, you also have quite a long beard. And that is... Um, that is and I don't fun. have either. A great big bushy beard. A great big bushy beard. Got a little bit hot fuzz. Might watch that later, just for, just for fun. So we got a lot to chat about and we've only got a short period of time to do it in. So let's jump in. So uh, we had our little chat about Basuma the other day. We discussed the ins and outs of the potential deal to Spurs. However, Joe, that has been confirmed today. Obviously, we've done our little biz segment there. Um, were you surprised at all that that rumour turned out to be factual? Of course not. Um, no, it was pretty much, you know, every single outlet was reporting about it. Um I thought I'd mentally prepared for this moment. Um, I told you in the group chat that I've been mentally preparing for months. I see him in a Spurs shirt and then suddenly all these emotions flood into my head and I'm like, I don't like it. Make it stop. We can't make it stop now because, as you said, it is official. So, yeah, don't like it. You threw something at the screen. That was just petulant. Uh, Curtis, uh, Biz holding up a spur shirt. How does that make you feel? Uh, odd. Feels like I've been cheated on. It's not nice. Um, but like, um, I would have been um, more surprised if it didn't happen, to be honest. Um, there was just, like Joe said, so much going on out there in the, in the, in the media and stuff about it. And yeah, I think it's just a, it's a good move for all parties involved. We've got some money out of it. Um, he's going to go and play for a you know potential top six side, and uh, he's going to thrive. I know that for sure. So, most definitely, um, Dan. Now you weren't on the um, the little chat we had the other day. Um, just really quickly, Dan. Um, the fee has obviously been undisclosed by the club because that's how we do business. The reported fee is circa thirty million pounds. Do you think that's a good bit of business for the club? Very decent for for only having a year left. As well, you know, we all thought he'd be worth something between 40 and 50, but obviously, with a year left, we can't realistically get that amount of money. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's a bit unfortunate to say he's going to Spurs because I thought he could probably maybe go a bit more higher up than that. But at least his Champions League football, which he wants, um, he'll, he'll thrive in that Champions League, he'll, he'll do very well. I'm very certain of it. We all know that that we keep he can play decently on his on, on his day. He'll just thrive. I think he'll go straight to the top. Yep. We certainly wish him all the best um, for his future endeavours, just as long as he doesn't play that well 
against us. Um, however, there has been at least a bit of a, a silver lining to Bissouma's departure in that we have confirmed the signing of young Julio Enciso. Finally, um, may I add, finally. Yeah, um, it's a transfer that's been rumbling on for a while. Uh, apparently, we were in from in January, um, but for whatever reason, that didn't materialise. Um, so, Joe, are you excited by this new young signing? Still only a young lad, I think, 19, 20? 18, Thomas. 18. Um, I think Curtis revealed he was born in 2004. Uh, or Dan, one of, one of you two. Um, yeah, I, I think it's one of those, as Curtis says, finally. Uh, we were in for him in January, weren't we? Um, and it fell through at the last stages. I wonder if in, in January we would have sent him out on loan. Um, but he stayed in his club, had some more experience, if you like. And now the club have agreed to sign him and put him as part of the first team plans. I wonder if that's why it fell through. It was rumoured to be financial reasons that it fell through. Um, it's, a, it's a weird one with those South American signings. That they seem to be quite tough, but it seemed for some bizarre reason we, we've mastered them and we've got all these South American talents coming through. So, yeah, it's really exciting times. Most definitely. And as you say, Joe, it's notoriously difficult to sign uh, players from that continent. Um, there's all sorts of legal issues about who owns the player, um, whether it be the club, the management, the, you know, the, the, the agent. Um, and also with work permits as well, that's always been a bit of a stumbling block. Um, but no, it's um, nice to see it finally happen. Now, Curtis, Joe mentioned there about the idea of loaning. Do you think that Julio will become part of Graham Potter's first team plans? Or do you think we'll most likely see a loan out to another club? Uh, hopefully first team. Um, just from what I've seen of him, he's a really exciting prospect. Um, I think it would uh, it would be, it'd just be good to see him linking up with, with our first team. But uh, also, alone, I guess, could be beneficial to him. Uh, but I don't want to see that. No, we've got a name for ourselves as Brighton and Lone Albion, haven't we? So we don't want to continue that uh, any further than we absolutely have to. Uh, Dan, at the relatively young age of 18, um, do you think he can, as a same similar question to Curtis, do you think he can sort of push for a regular starting point? Or do you think he'll be more of a bench player? I think probably more of a bench player for start off with because being young, you know, you don't want to get injured, have a, have a really bad injury to start off his career. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm done. Touch words, no. I don't want to sort of um, jinx him before he starts. But um, but yeah, I think he will definitely definitely be first team. I don't think I can't see him earning about ten million pounds. It's quite a lot of money for a youngster, for an eighteen-year-old, let alone any player, to then to send him out to USG or any other house would be probably be a bad idea. Obviously, the only person would know Graham Potter during pre-season, which we'll get onto about pre-season later. But, uh, but yeah, I've, 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 because he was a really exciting player. I think he might be one to watch. Yeah, I think he's going to be, his development will be key. Uh, Joe, just Dan mentioned there about pre-season. So I suppose it's the ideal sign to, uh, time to sign this player. Um, because Graham Potter's got all of pre-season to see what he's about. Uh, now, rumour has it that Graham Potter um, is the one who asked the club to sign this player. Um, so that bodes well, doesn't it, that Graham Potter sees him as part of his first team plans? 
Yeah, definitely. And it's nice to know that um, a lot of clubs have a setup where the manager doesn't really have much say over what players he has. So it's nice to hear that if that's true, that Graham has asked him to be signed specifically. Um, it um, it builds me with a lot of confidence that he's very much involved in the recruitment side of things and maybe has a weekly meeting with them or, or something like that. So, um, yeah, uh, he's a, a master at man management. We know that. Um, the, the players that we have had come through in Graham Potter's time here has been phenomenal. Um especially the last season. Um, we, we look at youngsters like Alexis McAllister, um, Moises Caicedo. I know Alzate hasn't played a massive part, but there's still potential there. Um, and Graham obviously likes him because he's always in and around the squad if he's not injured. That's the thing I worry about with Alzate. I think we mentioned on the Basuma podcast that his injury record. Um, so, yeah, really exciting times and... Uh, I bet Graham can't wait to get back to work and um, work with these lads, you know, the lone lads that are coming back as well. There'll be so many new faces and I think it's quite refreshing. Yeah, talking of those lone players, Curtis, do you see many of those lone players coming back and being part of the first team set up? Um, we, when we spoke to Johnny Cantor, he did mention about the idea of balance, having to balance the squad. Because we know that someone like Van Heck had an excellent season at Blackburn, player of the season there. Kadra had an also a very successful season. Uh, even Matt Clark at West Brom had a really successful season. Do you see um, Graham Potter have, having to perform a bit of a balancing act to keep everyone happy? Uh, I think potentially. I mean, like you said, uh, quite a lot of our lone players, uh, players did fairly well for themselves. I mean, there are people like uh, Matoma who I'd like to see, um, but yeah, it, it could be it could be a bit tricky for Graham going forward. Yeah, I mean, so many uh, talented individuals all want to play, so it would be interesting to see um, how he fits that that puzzle together and you know what he comes up with. So, mm. yeah, very interesting. And Dan, you um, you sent us a link on the group chat the other day. Um, about a certain particular room. And now I don't normally like chatting about rooms too much because uh, I always take everything with a mountain of salt. Um, was the chat about Hudson Adoy um, potentially coming on loan to Brighton? Um, so I think I'm right in saying Julio is a Julian Tizo, he's a winger. So he's, he's a forward. He can play across the forward line. Uh, Hudson Adoy is, a, again, a winger. Um, but Dan, we don't tend to particularly play with wingers, do you? So how do you see Graham Potter particularly setting up his squad next year with the likes of Trossard, March, Matoma and Enciso, who are, I suppose, technically wingers? Well, like I say, I'm glad I've got that headache because obviously he's going to come in being there forward. And then all of a sudden they probably be like, well, we're going to try you as a wing back. And they'll be like, oh, um, I've never done that before. And then... Then he'll then he have to try and do that. Um, I would imagine in season if he does come in, I would imagine he'll be probably would be a forward player, probably like with with up front with like Welbeck or Morpe or Undab or whoever. Um, Matoma, I would imagine probably would be one of those players as well. Like Trossard, basically try and see where they, they can sort of fit him in, or maybe it might be a chance to, to change a formation and see if we can play with the wingers or. If obviously that's that's luckily this is this is the sort of thing why why preseason is here so we can. Go to these places. Well, some of them come here, come to places, whatever, to sort of try out new formations and see where he can sort of fit these players and how how well they're going to adapt to these players to to the positions and judging from that. But I say I'm, I'm glad I ain't got that headache. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think um, it reminded me of last preseason. I think last preseason, most of the formation we tended to play was a 4-4-2 with a diamond in the middle. Um, but then when the season proper started, I don't think we saw that formation like much at all. Um, it will be interesting to see how Graham does decide to to set up without the likes of Basuma playing that holding role, whether we see someone brought in, as we mentioned the other day. Um, it'd be very interesting um, how preseason develops. And Talking of preseason, the preseason fixture list has been released today. Now, um, some fans are a bit disappointed because there's quite a lot of cl- behind closed doors friendlies, um, which was a bit disappointing, especially for me, Joe, the game against USG, because I would have absolutely loved to have gone to see what we could call as the Tony Bloom Derby at the Amex. Um, so we play them on the 9th of July. Um, are you disappointed? The, uh, how many behind closed doors friendlies that appear to be on that list? I think there's only four games and two of them are behind closed doors. Uh, yeah, massively disappointed. Um, it's one of those things where fans look forward to it because you're getting back to football, even if it is just a friendly, it's back to uh, the, the thing that you love to do and the thing that you focus your week around. Um, and yeah, it, it's a shame that that USG game couldn't have been over in Belgium because I'm sure a lot of Albion fans would have found their way over there and, and gone to support Tony Bloom's other club. So, And it would have been a really nice experience as well and just a, as a full circle thing for us fans to go and see what he's trying to achieve over there as well as um, with us. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really disappointing. And I think uh, one, one of the only games we can go to is Reading. Um, so, woo. Yeah, I'm really excited to visit the Medeski again. Okay, a- so, actually, uh, it's the Select Car Leasing Stadium now, Tom. Oh, is it? Well, yes. get me. That's how out of tune I am with Reading. Um, but yeah, I was a bit disappointed, about, especially about the USG game. Most of all, I think, um, because I would have absolutely loved um, to have sent my dad along. Being um, as my school wouldn't have broken up yet, I would have sent my dad along to get me a USG shirt um, because you can't buy them. Well, you can buy them, but you, they don't ship um, to the UK which is an absolute pain in the backside. Um, so let's talk about the Reading game then, Curtis, because I believe your brother is a Reading fan. So is your brother really excited to host Premier League Brighton at the whatever the new stadium name is? Not not really, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, because uh, uh, Reading, unfortunately, are, aren't in a fantastic place at the moment, what with a uh, financial uh, transfer embargo, I think. And they've, uh, you know, they've lost a couple of their good players like John Swift and the like. Uh, but they've managed to secure a couple of contracts today. A couple of the uh, Anthony Yardum and uh, someone else, one of their defenders, really good player. Um, but I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, nonetheless, I think it'll be, you know, it'll be, a good, it'll be a good experience for some of the uh, players coming back off, off of loan. Hopefully, get to have a good, good kick about and all that, and get their legs and all that. So. I just think, yeah, it is disappointing these the announcement for the preseason friendlies. But I think either way, as long as the as long as the lads get some game time, I think that's the most important thing. I think the yeah. only way they recover, sorry, Tom, just to cut in, the only way they can recover this is a mass, um, like a massive fixture at the Amex from like I don't know Barcelona or someone crazy like that. Um, you laugh at me, but Bournemouth hosted Real Madrid once. Um, oh so, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think that's the only way they can recover this um, and get some fans excited for pre-season. Or but... announce the shirt. Release the shirt. Do it. Do it. Please. Yeah, us shirt collectors, we need to get that in our shirt collection ASAP, please, Brighton. Um, so, yeah, I need I need it because otherwise I won't have every single shirt since 1989. And I can't do that. Um but as you say, Curtis, it's what preseason is all about, getting those minutes in the legs, uh, getting up to match fitness. Um, I do miss the days of when Brighton used to play the Sussex teams, like of Burgess Hill, Lewis, Worthing, Crawley. Um, I always used to go to the preseason Crawley game. I absolutely loved it. I remember sitting in uh, at the game and I remember a Crawley uh, a player putting in a really particularly bad tackle and started to chant, you dirty Northern, because, you know, Crawley's up north. Um, Anyway, I digress. Uh, Dan, the another one of our friendlies that has been named, uh, is a, a bit of an underwhelming one against Brentford that is once again behind closed doors. But it will be streamed alive. Um, do you think that's a bit underwhelming, Dan? We play Brentford twice in a season anyway. Um, bit of a pre-season. Is it a bit of a damp, damp squib? It seems to be, whereas they've... Basically, probably put out feelers and seem to have accepted. Obviously, Brentford went, you're right then, because then we'll sort of see see something that uh, your, new, your new players that you brought in so, so that we can sort of prepare for them in the season. But I don't, I don't really get why you play a Premier League, fellow Premier League side pre season. Because I think we did it last season, I can't think of who it was against. But, but then you'd, you'd think they would have a sort of like, oh, we know, we sort of know, know one of the ideas they have, even though they might not really know it. But but yeah, like like Dutch Joe said, if, if that that friendly better be good. It better be a really good team. It's, it, otherwise, it's pretty much just just really bad. As I was going to bring up with, with about this preseason, obviously as well, local clubs all have their preseasons. I think I mean you said about Worthing, Tom. Um, I think I think the under 20, 21, 23s are going to Worthing. I think um, to play them, or are they coming to the Lance? I, I know they're playing a game. Um, there's yeah, little Hampton got their got their fixtures out already as well. So he were in you know, Bogner have theirs as well. I was not know about your your guys' local clubs, Kurt and Tom. But um, yeah, it's like if, if if not, we'll just go somewhere else, go see our local team instead. Play I don't know some random team, and then let's have that have that uh, night that day out instead. But but yeah, I I really hope that friendly better be decent. Uh, like Real Madrid, Barcelona, or someone like that. Maybe Juve. Something really, really good would be nice. We shall have to wait and see. Joe, just coming back to this idea of playing the local Sussex sides, do you think the club tend to shy away from that after the likes of drawing to Lewis in a pre-season? Because, I mean, I always think, you know, pre-season is always a time where fans become outraged instantly when we don't absolutely hammer Team X that plays X leagues below us. Um, do you think that's part of the reason why the club seems to have stopped doing that because I remember drawing to Lewis in pre-season once I remember fans not being particularly happy I watched Brighton lose 3-2 to Hastings and Vicente was on the pitch um, so yeah doesn't surprise me that they've shied away from that um, but I don't know whether it's this whole thing with us now in the Premier League and it's like oh we can't play against them they're too bad for us Um but if that is the case, I'll be very disappointed because imagine, as I said, Hastings, United, Littlehampton, Worthing, hosting Premier League Brighton and seeing Lewis Dunk um, 
Leandro Trossard play on their surfaces. It would just be brilliant, um, especially money-wise and supporting the non-league um, trajectory, which it, it's non-league's going up and I, I love to see it. Um, I just think there should be a lot more support from uh, Premier League clubs. Um, I think there should be like a rule where you have to play at least one local club at their ground. So you could imagine like up north, you could see Manchester City go to Salford or something like that. I know I know Salford aren't non-league, um, but the money boost would just be insane. Yeah, definitely. And it's, I mean, you look at those uh, non-league clubs. I mean, take Worthing, for instance. I mean, they've got quite a few ex-Brighton players there. I think they've just signed Adam Elabd, um, who has the single greatest chant in the history of Brighton and his, the Brighton and Hove Albion Football Club. Um, and you've got Dean Cox and you've got Jesse Starkey and all these players that have played for us, even if it's at youth level. Tom, come on, sing it. Yeah, Tom, what was that? What was that chant, Tom? The chant, go on. Elabd, Elabd, do, 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 do. I'm sure it was his first name. Well, why don't you just drop it in the comments, guys? Who got it right, me or Joe? I probably would have thought it might be Joe. Um, I'm not really that precious about if I got it wrong, but you know, I would never sign his first name, but I am. <laughs> um, so yeah, but yeah, lots of ex Brighton players play for these local teams, so it would just be nice as a bit of a you know, a bit of a way to see them in action as well. I mean, Dean Cox, remember going to watch him at the with Dean, um, you know, fantastic little player. Um, I'd love to go and see him again, even if it wasn't in a Worthing shirt, so you know, there we go. Um, so yeah, let's hope that that final, uh, uh, the, the the game over the 29th to the 31st of July. Let's hope that final game is something big. Uh, Joe, if you could pick one team from across Europe um, that you'd like to see at the Amex play, who would it be? Uh, one team across Europe. That doesn't narrow it down for me. Um, just because I like their home atmosphere, and I know it wouldn't be at home, it would be at our home, Borussia Dortmund. Very nice indeed. Curtis, who would you go for? Any team across Europe? Scunthorpe. No, no, no. Um, probably um, hmm, probably Real Madrid, yeah. I think something like that. Or like uh, I think Dan said uh, Juve, Juventus would be really good. Decent, decent. And Dan, who would you go for? So I'd, I'd go Dortmund as well. That would be real good, that game. Especially with their, if they, bring, they give them a good allocation for our into our ground as well, bring, bring the atmosphere a bit. Be a brilliant game. I'd say Dortmund, as long as they give them tickets as well. And uh, I'm going to be. Can you very quickly spell out Scunthorpe for us? No. No. Okay. Sorry. Moving on. And I'm going to be boring, and I'm also going to say Dortmund as well. I think they're an absolutely fantastic team, and they've got the pride of Stourbridge. Who can tell me who the pride of Stourbridge is? I can't. Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham. So Stourbridge, for the listeners, uh, viewers, uh, Jude Stourbridge is the town that is literally two minutes that way from me. And when you go into town, there's a huge mural of um, of him on the wall. Um, so, yeah, pride of Stourbridge. So, yeah, I'd love uh, Borussia Dortmund as well. That'd be fantastic. Um, I also wouldn't say no to Bayern. I'm a big fan of Bayern Munich. Um, 
But to be honest, I think as long as it's a team that is exciting, it'd be really uh, disappointing if it ended up being... Or Ajax. I like Ajax, actually. Ajax would be a good shout. I'd like to see maybe like Roma or someone like that too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's loads of love um, fantastic teams uh, across Europe that I'd love to see play out the Amex. Um, Do you remember our first year in, in the Premier League? We had Atletico Madrid. And then the year after, we had Nantes. Yeah, I, I remember the Atletico Madrid game because because Steve Sidwell basically decided to be a ninja and headed in a goal. I couldn't believe it. I always that's always remember that game. Seeing Steve Sidwell literally score a goal, I was like, he literally mugged that defender. Oh, it was brilliant. So yeah, drop us a comment below, guys, um, if and let us know who you would like to see us play at the Amex before it is announced. Let's hope it's someone good because, as I say, the preseason fixture list is a bit underwhelming, especially when you consider half our games are going to be played behind closed doors. Um, so there we go, guys. That's the end of our, I suppose, little uh, segment for this week. We see Basuma leave. We see. Julio and Ciso return, uh, come in finally, and we have the fixtures released. Um, we'll come at you with some more Brighton and Hove Albion news whenever we can. But in the meantime, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more content if you haven't already. A like rating is always appreciated, so it doesn't cost a penny. It doesn't cost a penny. It's free. Drop it. Press that button. Go on. It'd be really awesome if you did. We'll love you forever. And uh, Joe will uh, sing you a song. Um, so do it. <laughs> in the meantime, sorry, Joe, but you dropped me in it with the Adam Lab chart. I'm going to drop you in it this time. It's all right. So take care, guys. From Joe, Curtis, Dan and me, we are the Albion Obsessed. Take care. Take care.